All this boils down to for me is if Popeyes approached me and said, we'd like you to sponsor our chicken and really talk about how good it is. It's Shadow of Mordor did not need people paid off to talk about how good it was. Well, no, no. I mean, it was just, it was just amazing. It, it, yes. Yeah. Just, just like that chicken. <laughs> um, mm. I got to I got to remember to Louisiana. Start. I got fast. <laughs> Louisiana fast, man. It's like when they got rid of the Kit Kat, uh, you know how they just like crunch it and they don't even, they don't even sing the song. Wait, they anymore. Re- I'm pretty sure the Kit Kat still. You have exists. got. We have got to have like a red light that shines in my face to start these off. Hey everybody, <laughs> it's Alex. It's Alex Labot here. It's console me day again here on Alex Explains It All. Joined as always with producer Seth. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. Well, better than, better than uh, two of these. YouTubers we're going to be talking about today. Oh, mm, yeah. yeah. They're not doing terrible. We are talking about sponsored content on YouTube to start this off. Um, there has been some drama as of late, as, as always brought to light by our favorite, Ethan mm, Klein, over yes. at H3H3. H3H3. Papa Bless. Papa Bless you <laughs> Papa for bringing bless. that to our attention. Vape Nation. Vape Nation. Uh, holler to all you Vape Nation uh, people out there. But um, there were... Some accusations that were were first brought to light by some other YouTubers, not Ethan, but Ethan kind of compiled it. Right, all there's together. somebody that kind of did the research and figured it out, and then Ethan picked up on it. It is amazing to me. They you look, they've got conspiracy theorists on YouTube. They have all these people that do some digging. These guys that have a thousand subscribers and say. I uncovered something unscrupulous to do with these guys, and they get no attention. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the guys perpetrating this have millions of subscribers and have people coming to their defense. That's kind of the point of them. You know, guys like Ethan who has a million subscribers saying, all right, I found what this guy did, this research, but it's not reaching enough people. I'm going to give him credit, but I can reach more people and get the information out there. So kudos to guys like Ethan for doing that, recognizing that these other small, smaller YouTubers aren't going to reach who he can. Yeah, and you're really stirring up a bee's nest, especially when you're when you're approaching the the Counter Strike community because Counter Strike has been around for years. Yeah. So so what we're talking about today is there were two YouTubers. Um, I'll have producer Seth pull up their names their pseudonyms as far as by what they go by on YouTube, but um, they have millions of subscribers, uh, you know, uh, I'd say like 5, 10, maybe 15 million. Um, and what they were doing and what they were accused of, and, and now in a lawsuit, in multiple lawsuits, what they're accused of is running a gambling website for skins, uh, customizations that you can put on your weapons uh, for CSGO, which is Counter-Strike Global Offensive, a game produced by Valve Software put on Steam. And these guys are accused of running this website, but not telling everyone, and then doing these reviews saying, oh man, I put in a couple of hundred dollars and I got this skin out of this that's worth $30,000. How you know th- this is amazing, and so the problem with it is, is you've got kids watching this, and they're going, "Oh man, well, if that's the case, I'm gonna put some money into it, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to do this myself." Yeah, why not? Yeah, I mean, well, why it not? Seems it's easy money. It seemed harmless. Well, it turns out 
that these guys were running the website. So like mafia tactics, they were running the website that they were telling people that they were betting on and they were raking in millions, if not billions of dollars. So the issue with that is these guys came out and said, well, you should have known the whole time. We've we've never made it right. A secret. It, it, it wasn't, you know, we apologize. It was that that backhanded apology going, we are so sorry that you're too stupid to realize what you know you did you didn't realize what we were doing i know you watch youtube because visuals are your thing and you can't read and so obviously you need to watch a youtube walkthrough to learn how to read but if you go into the description at the very bottom it says that we are the owners and operators of csgo lotto which they went back and retroactively added once they got yeah their asses blasted so it by... wasn't even what's worse is it wasn't even uh you know, and to the extent of, uh, we had that all along. You didn't look in the right place. It was a lie. They didn't yeah. even have it. They yeah. just went, like you said, retroactively put it there and said, it was there. Yeah. You can see it's there. And, and, and like I said, Ethan blasted their asses he, he absolutely, about it. That's, that's his um, job. That is, that is his claim to fame. He loves to do it. He loves to do it. But the issue is, is that not only was there this guy who kind of put together the legal documentation to show that, look, these guys are the owners and operators of this. There is video. There's video proof of this guy betting against another individual whose name is CSGO Lottobot. He's logged in as CSGO Lottobot. You can watch the moment he realizes he's logged in as this illegitimate account and then just closes it out and acts like, okay, let's spin this wheel and see if we can get this money train a rolling. And lo and behold, he won. He won yeah, big. Yeah, can't believe it. I mean, it's just so lucky. Huge winnings. Thousands of dollars each time. Oh, my God. Oh. 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 I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I won $2,000. I can't believe I just won the money from an account that I own. That's that's like going to an ATM, withdrawing money, turning around, and screaming at the person behind you going, What's happening? I don't know what's happening. Oh, my God. And that's what's uh, amazing. They're not even like employees of the company. Founders starting the company. Like, they, it is theirs. They don't work for them. Yeah. It is their company. Yeah, and they are pulling from the From the job. All of that money. Everything. And... <laughs> And like you say, those apology videos. I'm sorry, you know, talk, it's, talking to the dog. It's how, it's how how am I going to talk? So T Martin, I believe his name is. Yeah, so, T so Martin. Let's just let's just get their names out there into the public sector, as, I, if, yeah, as that, if we're not. That was one of the main the ones. Enough. I know that's um, uh, yeah, T Martin, and I'm um, looking for the, the name of the other one. T yeah. Martin was the one that had the the really great apology it, video. It, go and his, look it up. It's in it's, his. Post-modern, $3 million home. Built on the tears and dreams <laughs> of children. This house is magnificent. It's it looks beautiful. like... Yeah, he's got like this glass staircase. And you can see his uh, his Ford F-350 dually truck in the back. It's just... it's. Did he even look at the shot that he was... Co from a composition standpoint. It's like T. Barton... Kicked open the door to a 12-year-old's bedroom and went, Hey! Hey, what's all your hopes and dreams? 
Cool, you like Fords? I'm taking it. Oh, you like puppies? Guess what? I own that too. Like, he just built this dream house for these kids. It's It looks like a super villain is issuing an apology because it starts off with him holding a dog, literally going, look how human I am. Yeah, I um, own an animal and take care of it. I mean, it's as, it's as see-through as using an, a dog to meet women. Yeah. When it starts off, I'm talking to... Oh, this is going to be so tough. Oh, this is going to be so tough. <laughs> How am I going to do this? How am I doing this? Yeah, it's so, it's so pathetic. You're just like, is he really starting the video like this? Yeah, so go and look that up. It, it's T. Martin's apology about all this. But the issue at hand is it's YouTubers using their clout to elicit ill funds and ill means. You know, going about with ill means to garner... Um, you're ba they're basically using viewers' trust against them. The reason people turn to YouTube is because they're advertised to all day. From the time that you opened your eyes, you're being advertised to. So they want to turn to somebody that they feel that he's going to tell me the truth. He's, he's done this. He's researched this. He's played this. That's what we're trying to do sitting here. That's what we're trying to do for you, sponsored by Tide. Uh, and... <laughs> Uh, that is a joke, of course. But Tide, if you are yeah, listening, we we're would, looking for sponsors. We would, no, we would never not Tide. No, not Tide. No. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about. I it. mean, we're we're yeah, we're at least it, we're gain people. Oh okay. yeah, we are gain. Yeah, speaking of gain, because we, we have down. something to gain. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the part where people shut this off. Yeah. Anyway, um, but it's people turning to these these faces on YouTube and these personalities and going, they're not going to lie to me. Whatever they're going to tell me, they're going to be upfront and they're going to be truthful about it. Mm. And it's these guys who are now using it as a means to profit off of people's trust. Yeah, it, it it's it's completely dis. Like it, it's just it's a breach of trust because I know you. You know you're very much into tech electronics i know that you're the same way as i when i want to buy something the first thing i'm gonna do i look up reviews yep and the best reviews i find it's like yep. yeah i could look up articles and stuff but man i'm gonna find so much more stuff on youtube yep. so i'm gonna look up reviews i just type in the model number and it pop comes up and you'll have stuff done by people that it's their it is their gig it's their job to do these reviews that's their whole channel and then there's some amateur people who yeah. just put up their webcam and they talk about it and it's it's very amateur video but they're giving their honest opinion of the product and it's so hard to find the honest reviews yes. because the ones that are the ones that are big the ones that are popular you know the one that have the millions of followers they're the ones who are possibly being sponsored the guy, the little guys that got the crappy cameras, those are honest to God reviews right there because you can tell it's, from it's very passionate. Not only that, but you can you can tell that you know they're just uploading you know the uploading the video. The audio is yeah. terrible. The video is terrible. They're just like, hey, I bought this product. I thought it was pretty good. Y'all should check mm -hmm. it out. You know you're gonna get something honest from them, but you know you don't know how good their opinion is yeah. you know they may not know you want to know what they're talking about so it's it's really tough to find that fine line of guys that that have the clout that have the rep that will still give you that honest opinion about something honest review whatever you want to call it 
and not have them, you know, just behind, you know, after the cameras turned off, say, cool, give me the money. Yeah. You know, I just, I just touted your, your product. Well, and another big YouTuber that everybody turned on, I think in this past week was PewDiePie. 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 Um, Which is pretty, he is the, I mean, let's face it. He is the YouTuber. He is the face of YouTube. He is the, he's the Swedish beautiful face of YouTube. And uh, for those of you who are too old or, (laughs) or who don't visit YouTube, um, too old for YouTube, (laughs) that's actually going to be the new name of the podcast. (laughs) Um, But PewDiePie uh, plays video games. Um, he's, Felix, Felix being his real name. Yeah, Fe- Felix is his real name, but PewDiePie plays video games. He's got a sense of humor. He he does sketches and skits every now and again. He's really hit a good demo for uh, these millennials that are just coming up, and technology is placed in their hands right at the get go. And he really speaks to them. But the issue at hand with PewDiePie is is that the news recently broke that. Uh, YouTubers were getting paid to give positive reviews to the game Shadow of Mordor, which was produced by Warner Brothers. And Correct. like we were talking about at the top of the show, the thing that upsets me the most is Shadow of Mordor is a good game. It's an amazing game. It it's... did not need to have people paid off. Yeah. And and they anybody that's played it would anybody who is has would have played it or is a fan of PewDiePie or whatever would know that. It wasn't a bad game. The people that pay people to, to give you good reviews are the ones where the games are struggling. Speaking of which, uh, T. Martin was actually accused of, and I think maybe even fined by the FTC, about reviewing a game that he had part ownership in. So this isn't the first time he's been in a situation like this. Um, but PewDiePie came out and said, I'm not a game reviewer. I said explicitly... Right when I posted the video, that it was sponsored, it I could have done a better job of letting people know. But you can look when I posted the video; it said that it was sponsored, and all he said, as far as an endorsement of the game mm-hmm. was, that's ah, pretty good. Yeah, I had fun playing it. I had fun playing it. That's the direct quote. How dare you endorse a game by saying you enjoyed it? And people were in an uproar. But what it really came down to, and, and like he, he said, he called out a lot of people, was that w- what was disappointing was that whoever was the first one, but somebody came across the information, decided to go with it, didn't do much research, and then every media outlet that covers this type of stuff picked it up and ran with it without yep. doing either research, without going, without even going to his, because like he said, it wasn't, not retroactive like T. Morton, but... Every one of his videos, he, it was right there. Yep. He like, and I gotta give it to him. He was still, like he said, I could have done a better job. Yeah, yeah, you could have, but you still did what you needed to do. Yep. You know, it, it's very humble of you saying I could have done a better job, but you didn't have to do a better job because he mentioned that he was putting that there before, before anyone before, else, before you had to. Yeah. Before it was YouTube policy to disclose any of that information now it's it's required but he was disclosing it before they yeah. made him disclose it you know he he abides by a rule set forth by our lord and savior gabe newell of valve this is a very famous quote from gabe and i can almost remember it to a t it is don't ever ever 
try to lie to the internet because they will catch you. They will uncover your spin. They will remember everything you say for eternity. And it is so true. Did it the same thing for your parents? Yeah. Don't, I feel like yeah. just don't ever try because they, yeah. will, they will figure They'll it out. They'll figure it out. They can read your face. They so the just, internet and your parents. And the internet does not let it, things go. It does, it, it does not forgive yeah. and it does not forget ever. Yes. Go back to our Ghostbusters <laughs> episode and, y- and you'll understand, you'll understand why. why. But the issue for me with this is they Warner Brothers spent money. They took funds and allocated it to pay off people on YouTube. You know what they could have done with that money? Fixed Batman. Mm. Arkham Knight. Hey, hey, remember that PC port of <laughs> Arkham Knight? You know that game that you just said that you, yeah, we're not going to fix it. You paid for and could not play? They could have probably spent their money on that instead of... They should have paid people off to talk about the PC port. Hey, guys, look. <laughs> I, I'm on the loading screen right now. But I will tell you that if you see footage of this game, it lo- look, man, it looks like a lot of fun. It, it is. The, the graphic, I'm telling you, graphics are amazing on this game once it loads. <laughs> and if it doesn't glitch. If none of those things happen, the, the graphics are amazing. The gameplay, brilliant. If it doesn't crash. But other than those things, ideally... Game of the year. <laughs> and the sad part is, is when Arkham Knight works, it was a really good game. And On so consoles. Warner Brothers really, really missed the boat on that. And lo and behold, they announced an Arkham Collection remastered that has been put on hold indefinitely because of um, some issues. So they should probably have saved that money. Another collection that nobody asked for. Yeah. I mean, may sell if it ever yeah. comes out. Yeah. I don't think it's coming out for PC, though. No. No, it won't. But speaking of Batman and speaking of Arkham, there is another Arkham game coming out that people are talking about that is flooring individuals. And it is a game set in virtual reality. There is a VR Batman game that came out of E3. Oh. And... There's no, there is no actual video of it. I think because they've got it under wraps. But people coming out of it are flabbergasted. They're going, "This is the most visceral, real VR experience I've had." Because you really feel like Batman. You actually put the cowl on and dress yourself up as Batman. It's funny you mentioned that. There's no video of it, but I find that you know with VR, you know you you can you can have a game be available, but you can have video footage of it, but you don't really. Because you can't... It's really hard to promote what a game looks like for for you know for VR yeah. because it doesn't translate what it feels like to be in that reality. So, you know, saying there's no video of it... There's no video of any VR game, yeah. you know, that, that can really blow you away. You know, unless you actually test it on a unit yourself. So, being blown away by VR. Okay, there's the Oculus Rift. There's the HTC Vive. The, Sony has their PlayStation VR. Mm-hmm. Samsung has their Galaxy VR. And then there's another one, which I want to talk about. Okay, well, don't forget Google. Yeah. Google has their 
their smaller oh, versions. Google, Google Cardboard. Yeah. Yeah. Which is is you know it's it's nothing compared to Oculus Rift. Yeah. But it is kind of the entry level of understanding what it's what VR is about. So just prepare yourselves for all the listeners out here. Um, remember the Wii f- uh, phase from a couple of years back. That's going to happen this Christmas holiday with VR. It, it really will. Mm-hmm. You're going to see VR really take off. Out of all of the VR headsets that you've seen, Seth, which, which one is the one that you say that's going to be the one that really digs in and gets people to buy into VR? That is a really tough call because, and you know, we, we've talked about this, but you have three main units like we talked about you got playstation uh which comes with the playstation 4 it's there are probably about 30 million playstation 4s out there right now and that's a 400 hundred dollar unit that is already out there you buy playstation vr it's another 400 dollars. that's it financially that seems like the viable option however there are reports because Sony is creating a more powerful version of the PlayStation 4, which is like a 4.5, codenamed Neo or whatever. Mm-hmm. I believe because of some a few articles that I've read that it's because they realized, oh crap, our VR will not work well on current PS4s. It's just not powerful enough. For a, there, there are a lot of reasons to look at it, but spec reasons, this is the, the one thing you need to understand about VR. You have to maintain a constant, at very least, 60 frames per second in virtual reality. If you don't, then you are... It's, it's disorienting. Yeah. It could actually cause you to get sick. It'll throw you out of the what it, the virtual reality if it goes less than 60 frames per second good virtual reality is up in the 120 range mm-hmm. or higher so i know current ps4s that's a tough that's a that's a tough load on the ps4 to do 60 frames per second it it, it i know where you're going with it as far as the cost concern and i still feel like even if I have to trade in my PlayStation to get a new one and then buy the components for the PlayStation VR, I will still spend less money. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and you're, you're, you're going right to where I was. Even if that was the case and you had to buy a new, the newer PlayStation, you're still doing better than the other two options. The other two options obviously being the Oculus Rift and the Vive. Now let's start with the, the Vive. It's the one that is. It's currently out. Am I? Yes. Am I, okay. The, the so vibe, that, that is can, the one that, is, that you can purchase. You can purchase the you can vibe, purchase yes. right now, which. Um. Probably, you know, requires the same specs from a PC that the Oculus Rift has, which, which are pretty high. Which are. Almost unreasonably high. Yeah. Which I'll go into, but here's what kills it for me for the Vive. The Vive is a lot is a huge setup it almost requires an entire room dedicated to it because it's not only the head unit and these but it requires four to five sensors that have to be placed strate- i mean in, in certain spaces around it, it requires the room 
It's a huge setup, and the it's it's not so, it's it's only something that an elite gamer would be willing to not only purchase, not just because of the, of how much it costs, but for the setup that has that kind of room in their house slash apartment slash whatever to put up the equipment. So it's almost like the top tier. Yeah. Because yes, it it it'll it performs better because of that, but when it comes to your average consumer, anywhere from your average to above average, it still may not hit those mar- those demos because a lot of these, you know, uh, I'd say uh, probably the larger percentage of game PC gamers are the ones that have their PCs tucked into a corner because they have wives, they have kids, they have families. You know, this is a hobby for them. They can't just dedicate whole rooms to their, their gaming hobby, which brings you to the Oculus Rift. Oculus is not out fully no, as a consumer no. product out it, as yet. It started as a Kickstarter. I th- Correct. One of the one of the best selling Kickstarters um, was the company ended up getting purchased by Facebook. That's right. And uh, they've they've started shipping units. They've st- they have started shipping units. Um, they missed a lot of deadlines. They had a very poor launch, but the the rip, the Oculus Rift is out there. It's it's and getting picked up by people. So out of the two, uh, so I would say out of the the two PC choices, the first we were talking about being the Vive Oculus Rift would be the. I feel yes, it will not perform, or it's not performing as well, you know, spec wise. It requires much less setup. You know, it, it doesn't require the extra sensors that take up a whole room. But, unfortunately, it does require the ultra-powerful PC, which we can touch on now, which is the main thing is that, um, for example, I you know, I have a, a custom-built PC that I did about three years ago. Yeah. And, again, it is three years old, but it is still very capable of, of playing any PC game, you know, it's... It, that is out on the market but according to the specs needed for uh the oculus rift can't even do it not even not even the graphics card or the processor i don't according to um oculus rift oculus rift's website i don't even have the correct usb ports i'm not talking about 3.0 i'm talking about the drivers i do not have the correct yeah I do not have the proper USB drivers to to run their unit. I have no idea what that means because I have th- I have three ports. Yeah, but it's it's not the it's not the the fastest drivers. The thing that will put the PlayStation VR over these other two is what you just said. You're not going to have to install drivers on your PlayStation. That's right. You are not going to have to go and. You will have to swap out your system if it's not powerful enough, and that's it. You'll slip. You'll slip the VR headset on. You'll pick up the PlayStation Move controllers, which you can get, I think, for ten bucks. I own a PlayStation Eye already, but mm-hmm. it requires the PlayStation Eye, and that's it. And like I said, so, at most you're at most you're spending eight hundred dollars. Yep, for the VR experience. Yeah, for and, 
and you're spending $800 on an HTC Vive and may not even be able to use it. And that's not even include. Well, that's not even including what it cost to buy or to because they because they do have these um, um, VR ready PCs that you yeah. can buy. One but you're two talking grand. about exactly one to two grand. So that's on top of the unit itself. It's just, it's like I said, it's not going to hit the core demo of gamers because I really think that the average consumer isn't the elite gamers. Okay, so counterpoint to this, and I I want your thoughts on this. Just like the Wii, the Nintendo fanatics went out, bought the Wii, and said, okay, we're really into Nintendo, we're going to buy this. Then it got into the hands of moms, dads, all these other consumers, and they picked it up and loved it. And all of a sudden, there was a Wii in every living room, in every home in America. People were throwing their controllers, breaking their TVs, hitting (laughs) hitting their kids because they broke their TV. Not hitting the kids with the... Yeah, no, no, because at that point, they had put the strap on. Yeah. And that way they can get better leverage when they actually just smack Hit the their, kid with the, right re- in the with the Wii boat. Ooh, yeah, that <laughs> smart. Little buttons and cross Ooh, yeah. imprints. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually have an SNES imprint on the back of my head. Those little, a, little A, B start thing, right? Yeah. Right oh, in the temple. Man. It just. What a cool tattoo. Instead of a teardrop, you would have the SNES. It doesn't buttons. knock you out, but it, boy, it just, you see stars. <laughs> um, But I. So the question is, is. The HTC Vive. Yes, I know you keep talking about setup, but you, you touched on experience, the experience. Do you think that depending on the experience, even though you have to go through all of it, if you put that headset on and you have an experience unlike any other, that would be enough of a driver and a selling point for people to pick it up? Because, the, you know, Valve and HTC, they may see... Look, people want to buy this. We'll come down on the price. We wanted to raise the price to get some units out there, to get some developers on it. Now that people have picked it up, we can crank out kind of a cheaper version of it. But do you think that people would go through all of the hassle to recreate that same experience that they first had when they put that headset on and were completely transported to a different reality and virtual world? I've driven very fast sports cars before. It did not, it wasn't enough to make me go out and spend 70, 80, 100 grand on that sports car. Yeah. And, and that's what it comes down to. It do, the experience, yeah, for a small percentage, possibly, but it comes down to the money. Yeah. It comes down to the resources that is available to that person. And even if, it, you know, I mean, even if I had the money, I mean, you're in my apartment right now. Even if I had the money, no problem for the Vive. I had the PC, everything. I do not have the room <laughs> to set the damn thing up. And that's that's just the simple fact. Yeah, yeah. You know, so uh, for, er- and for, and for everyone, it's going to be the same thing. Somebody might have this bare bones apartment. That they just moved into, they don't have any furniture, mm-hmm. they got a spare bedroom, nothing to do with. But they just can't afford it. It VR for the first year will be a glorified tech demo. It will be come it, over to the house, slip this on. It'll be for the early adopters. It'll be for that small percentage of elite. Gamers. But but I will tell you this. I I'm an Apple guy, and a bunch of my friends, you know them, they're your friends too, got 
these Samsung Galaxy VR headsets with their phones. Mm -hmm. And I got the chance to try it. And you know what? I was hooked. I was absolutely hooked. It's a simple change of user interface, but just being able to move your head around mm -hmm. and having things behind you, I, that is that for me is what does it. The ability to turn your head, look over your shoulder, and see something, it's it's that's what normal gaming you can't do. And that for me is what is gonna be when people try it out, that's what's gonna hook them. Yeah, you can throw them on a roller coaster and it'll be a little crazy, but if you're playing something and you have surround sound headphones on and you realize that there's something behind you and you turn your head and look and something's standing there, that's something that you've never experienced before. It, it really is a very unique experience. VR is going to present a really interesting dynamic because, you know, for the longest time we thought about flat 2D pixels and then we went from 18-bit to 16-bit and then all of a sudden we had 3D games. You know, Super Mario 64 blew people's minds because it was a 3D gaming experience on their consoles. Now, I really do think there are going to be some companies that spring up that only think in a virtual world. They're not going to think about the analog control sticks or, or anything like that. You'll, you'll have to have some way to move around in that world, but they aren't going to design as if you didn't have a headset. They're going to design completely virtual worlds which you're only going to be able to experience if you have these devices but you know what i i saw a man start crying on youtube look it up it is a guy's father i believe or it may have been himself that owned the unit but he was in a i guess a space shuttle simulator yes i did see that and he's in this space shuttle and he looks with his head he looks out of the window and the sun kind of crests and he sees the earth out of the window and he's sitting in his living room and he's crying because it's such a real experience for him. It was as close. He knew that it was as close to going into space that he was ever going to be because I believe the backstory was, you know, he was a working class guy, but he had, you know, he'd always dreamt of being an astronaut and that experience ended up being so real for him that he, he got emotional from it because he knew this was, as close as he was going to get, and it was incredible. And and that's the excitement for me with virtual reality is the ability for people, your mom, your dad, your grandmother, you, you, these these people that don't understand video games, to be able to, oh, we have an old 1940s ballroom simulator. You could just throw on a headset, and all of a sudden you're at a dance, you know, back in the 1940s. It, it just, it would allow people to experience things I mean, there are going to be people, there are furries out there. They're going to slap this headset on and they're going to be a cat. And they're going to literally walk around their house and just drink out of a dish that they put on the floor and just very mundane stuff. And they're going to be all about it. I don't think you have the correct definition of furries. Well, oh, no, no. Uh, it's, I know, look, I know what a fur. I know what a furry is. Okay, because okay, they're. You're right. They're going to be in a virtual reality world, but they're not going to be prancing around a house. Well, taking a break from what they're normally doing is what I'm talking right. about. Right. I, I mean, why? I mean, let's face it. They already live in a fantasy world. <laughs> so I don't think they, they need to enter into a secondary if fantasy If you're world. at work listening to this, 
for the love of God, don't, don't start googling, googling furries. <laughs> don't don't Google furries at work. <laughs> that is on your computer, not just your phone. That's fine. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna struggle to not name this podcast episode. Don't Google furries at work. Um, you can, you now can, now I not to, I completely agree with everything you just said. I I agree that the that those experiences are going to be amazing for every age but it is not going to be mainstream until it is because we're looking this is the birth of it yeah it is it is going to be a while before it's mainstream and streamlined but i i think what will get it to be mainstream is sony having it on a console no no and i know i agree with you yeah no i i that yep. I agree with you yeah. with, but the the whole Vive Oculus Rift issue is, well, where, I, is and where I disagree. What's interesting is Project Scorpio from Xbox. Xbox just announced that they're coming out with a PC class console, and it will be able to run both the Vive and the Oculus Rift. So the so Xbox will be able to compete with Sony on that front. But I, I tell you what, I have seen some things. I know you've got some some games that you would like to play in VR. I'm telling you, for me. I think a Godzilla simulator, being able to walk around the house and rampage a city and kind of tear it down, um, or like a Spider-Man or a Superman simulator to be able to kind of experience that. I know what you want, and it's, in and, VR. but it's interesting that you're talking about like specific simulators that are. But yeah, I think of games that are already out. Games, yes. you know, games that aren't designed for virtual reality. But if they were, cha- I mean, and you already know what I'm going to say: Grand Theft Auto Five or Grand Theft Auto Online. You, you, if you've played it, you know, you'll know what I mean. The, all the work and detail that went into making that game and the de- and the detail in the buildings and the cars and the city, having that game represented in a virtual world, I may not go to work for days you may think at a time. At I mean, I, I, I don't. I, I am. Uh, if you've ever seen the virtual reality episode of South Park, with Cartman just, just laying in his chair, just drooling, I, I, I see no way of escaping it. Because yeah. if you, like I said, if you've played Grand Theft Auto Five, imagine a a a proper working version of that in the virtual reality. It's, it's insane. Um, the, the shift because remember. Grand Theft Auto V was out for the um, for the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360. Yes. And then it got ported over to the new-gen consoles. And one of the things that they changed when they brought it over from the old-gen to current-gen was first-person mode. Mm-hmm. And just being able to play that game in first-person, where you're inside of the character's head looking at the world, it is a completely different game. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how much I've screamed and laughed <laughs> from driving a car at high speeds, and all of a sudden I'm flipping through the air. Yeah. And seeing the car from the air and being in the car as you're doing all of that, it's too complete. It's a whole different game in first person. And it, and one of the reasons I never liked first person is because, you know, being the the the, the 2D environment that we're still looking at on tv is you don't have that peripheral vision you don't have that experience but in a virtual world you do when you move you can 
see everything around you, it just it it changes the game completely. Just having there will be setups. There will be setups where you will have uh, a steering wheel, a controller. You'll have everything in front of you that you need. That while you're sitting there, you could drive the car, get out of it, pick up your controller. You know, start defending yourself against people, running, jumping, hopping in a plane, falling out of a plane in first-person mode in That's VR. That's the first thing I would do. In VR? I'm telling oh you, I, I mean, I would leave my apartment, drive over to the, the helipad, get a helicopter, go to the top of the map, and just jump out. At first, I thought you were talking about it in real life. I would leave my apartment. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you thought I was talking about the game. No, I was talking about yeah, real life. Yeah, you're talking about real life. But that's what I would do in prep for the virtual Got reality. It. Yes. Got it. Yeah. yeah. You really yeah, we gotta I have my own helipad. You didn't yeah. know that? No, well, no. I mean you, you can kind of see it from, from the road, but you get you gotta get like a leaf blower. They hate it off. out there. The rest of the, yeah, the, my, the my neighbors, oh man. <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how I haven't gotten in trouble for it. Yet. Well they must think it's like a washing machine or somebody doing their laundry. Just, I mean, but the, I mean, it take half the people can't park. I don't even know where you park. Didn't you have to park down the street? <laughs> I did, I did, but I took the uh, I took the lift in order to get here. You know those? Uh, yeah, they got that ski lift. Oh yeah, well that's yeah. fine. Yeah, they got to stop charging. I mean, how is they gonna make money? <laughs> it's just like the YouTube thing. It's just like YouTube. You, Do you own every, that lift? Everybody, I I own that helipad. Do you own the lift that goes to the helipad? No. Okay. But one of my neighbors does. Oh, okay. Because I was about to say, if you do, you need to say that in the description of this video that you, you own that lift. You can see his F1, his T. Morton lives right down the road. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this this podcast has been sponsored by CS Lifts. <laughs> <laughs> Counter Strike. Counter Strike lifts. lifts. Your home, your home, personal home ski lift for your transportation needs. I'm going to go Google that as soon as this is over. I'm going to go see if there's home lifts that you can buy to transport you from your driveway up to your house. And if there isn't, we're going to start the company. Yes. And we're going to start the YouTube channel. Yes. CS Lifts. CS Lifts and a betting site. I'm going to be so... I don't know how it's going to work, but we are going to scam people. I'm going to be so Fraud. upset that there, there's... I know that... I know. I know there's a guy on YouTube... Whose name is CS Lifts, and he's probably some ripped guy who's gonna come over here and beat us up for trying to steal his name. His name's like CS is probably his initials. Yeah, Chad Solomon Lifts, <laughs> and it's just it's just just videos of him just like what's up, guys? It's Chad getting ripped, yeah. you know, and just doing bench presses and stuff. No, I'm gonna do. Have you done your gains today? He's got like five followers. Yeah, subscribers. Well, he's gonna have two more. Dang right. Let's look that up right now. <laughs> so we talked about virtual reality, but one of the one of the things that I'm most excited for is an augmented reality device. There's one headset we didn't talk about, the Microsoft HoloLens. That that for me, seeing some of the tech demos is is one of the most innovative, futuristic things that I've seen. And it's 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 one of those it's kind of like you know augmented reality with the the Pokemon Go. It's that niche more. It's that niche market where you're not hearing a lot about it because it's not VR. Yeah. It's all it's 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 augmented reality, so it's in the same vein, but not quite. So it'll be even more difficult, even with the tech demos being amazing. It's going to be more difficult for it to 
um, catch up to really catch up to speed. And well, I, you know, Microsoft has their Surface, not the tablet, but they have their tech that is these giant screens, these touch screens that are used by companies. I can see it being used for. Uh, industrial work. I could be see it being used by doctors even. But some of the tech demos, essentially what this HoloLens device is, is imagine an overlay in your house and you've got things popping up on the wall. You've got a screen for YouTube that's essentially a 32-inch television that you can stretch with your hands to be as large as you want. Then when you start walking around, you can carry it with you. There's Skype phone calls where you'll have it in the corner of your vision. It's an extension of Google Glass almost, but it's it's a fully contained headset. It doesn't need the, the setup like the HTC Vive. Mm. But I saw a tech demo the other day where somebody popped the helmet on, and then they were playing a game in virtual reality, and everything that they refer to is holograms. They, they are really pushing this future tech as far as manipulating holograms. They're not holograms in the traditional sense like Tupac, but they are um, images that are 3D in front of you that you can manipulate. And this guy had like this electronic gauntlet and things were flying out of his wall. Just say it. You know you want to say it. Make the reference. It's Iron Man. It is. It, it is Tony Stark in his lab. And you can finally do what he's been doing yeah. for the last couple of years. Which is interesting because Elon Musk, a.k.a. real-life Tony Stark, mm-hmm. uh, you can even look this up. There's a device called the Magic Leap, which you can plug into your computer, yep. and you can kind of wave your hand around, and you can control stuff in your computer. Mm-hmm. It actually he, forms that that three-dimensional hand. Mm-hmm. Well, And he modded it to where he had a piece of equipment that he ends up manipulating with his hands with the Magic Leap. So imagine combining the HoloLens with a Magic Leap-type device. I they One of the demos they have on YouTube, and really, really, if you want to look some of these things up, please do so because they're very interesting. And if you want to feel like the future is here, look, you can slap a VR headset on and watch a person kind of look around and be in a video game. But all in all, that's a virtual, fully 3D-rendered world. This is you sitting at your desk and having this thing in front of you that's not there, but that you can pick up and look at and manipulate, and it's it's real for for it's physically digital. And that thing, um, I don't I don't know how long it's been out, but I was looking at that years ago. Yeah, like five years ago. Yeah. It's it's that type of thing's been out for a while now. Yeah. So it is the future is here. It just it's all about it. The rest of us catching up. Yeah. The future kind of catching up to all the, the average people out there. So, so my recommendation is is you're probably parents. If you're going to be shopping for someone or if you love somebody in the tech world, VR is really going to be started to be pushed this holiday season. My recommendation is if you're going to try out VR to see if you can handle it, Google, I believe for free, sells their cardboard devices. Mm -hmm. Google Cardboard is you essentially take any phone, you slide it into this cardboard box, and then strap it to your face, and it presents you a VR headset. And so if you want to see if somebody can handle VR, I would suggest taking a device you already own and try it out. Um, It may not be the best, but it will give you some sense of, uh, I'm not going to spend $800 on a device 
I'm going to put on for two seconds and then take off. I'd say test it out first. And I know Google Google has several levels, several different ones that they have. And I know one is the equivalent of the the Galaxy VR. Yes. Um, only it, um, I want to say it's probably in the $120 range. It's not too bad. But it actually has interchangeable shells to where you can use any phone. Yeah. It's not just an iPhone or an Android device. Because I had looked at, looked into getting uh, something like that. Uh, but that might be an option because you know you yeah. want to you want to find that nice sweet spot. And like you said, with the Galaxy one um, for the Android devices, those were you know really cool. Yeah. But it was limited to just the just. Galaxy. Uh, S6s or S7s. Yeah, give it a trial run. I know PlayStation is going to have demo stations of their PlayStation VR headsets mm-hmm. coming popping up. So once those pop up, I'll, I'll try to post an update on that. But I would say if you have someone that's interested, have them test it out. Because the last thing you want to do is spend and invest all this money in buying into virtual reality. And then you, you, can't, you can't use it. Yeah. We... um. When I went to Shreveport uh, for GeekedCon, mm-hmm. they had uh, a school there that had an Oculus Rift. And so I've tried the Samsung Galaxy VR and the Oculus Rift. And I will say, to wrap this up, I will say that virtual reality is here. And it is something that we've seen in countless times in movies and television shows. And like you said, it's just going to take some refinement. But... There will be a day where we're all going to just be leaning back in our chairs, drooling, looking at looking at virtual versions of ourselves watching TV. We have completely lost track of what is real yes. and what is not. And we will have in, inceptioned ourselves. Into the Matrix. In, no, because we already are in the Matrix, oh, but yes. we're entering into a secondary Matrix. Got it. So... Um, the future is here. It is real. Uh, prepare yourselves, people. Take the red pill. Wake up, folks. The revolution is here. That's how we're going to wrap this. Uh, Take the blue pill. Something else happens completely. Yes. And you may need to see a doctor if it lasts for more than four hours. Oh, absolutely. Cool. For anything more than four hours, check it out. This has been Console Me Day, folks. We'll see you next time. Later. Later. <laughs>